Bulldog Interviews on BullyNet with your host, Dave Kaufman. He's a nice guy, but only gives belly rubs to dogs. This is part two of the interview with Nancy, Nancy Schultz. Part one, you can find on our uh, show notes page on BullyNet.com. And uh, here's the second part of the interview. Uh, she's been giving us a lot of great uh, nuggets of wisdom and just her past experiences with bulldogs in the community. And we hope that you enjoy this second part. So sit back and enjoy Nancy Schultz Part 2. Okay, next question is, what do you look for in a show prospect bulldog at different ages? Um, what are the, like, you know, just some major points, like what what really, I know you said that you have the knack to see the things and you're not sure um, why it is or, or how you see it, but um, I'm sure there's certain things that you just uh, c- can see something and say, well, that, that'll be very hard to overcome, possibly, or that there is a very uh, good, good part of it. Uh, I look for the best movement I can find. Okay. If a dog <laughs> is coming in so close in the front, when he's coming at the judge, that's not going to change. I know they talk about hanging a block around the dog's neck so it hangs between their legs and it widens their front. Well, you can try to widen their front just taking them down hills. Okay. I've never found that to be a credible way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's usually that kind of thing involves the shoulders, you know, that are too loose or, or they're not set properly. So first of all, I don't care how pretty a dog is, if it can't move, I can't feel comfortable with the dog. And I find I accept slight faults in clients' dogs that I won't accept in my own breeding program. Mm-hmm. But when I look at a puppy at the age of, my clients usually bring me their pups like when they're seven weeks old. Uh, except for how wide the jaw is going to get or, you know, you can see length to begin with. Uh, the dogs, some of them will grow bone and bone out. Some won't. I look for the overall balance. I want to see a decent neck. Um, hopefully, they're pretty ears. Mm-hmm. A nice tail set. But the movement is the utmost important thing for me. When the, when a puppy is young like that... Um at like let's say seven weeks, they're um, I've seen in some of mine that they have a certain structure. And they look awesome, you know, like very proportional, like they should. Um, if you just take that and make it come to adult size, that that would be a very good representation of of what we're shooting for. Um, but they don't stay that way the whole time. Many of them, but do you think that they tend to come back to that as once they're mature then or um because i've like i said i've seen that in uh in our bentley he was very very similar and he grew very proportionate his whole life and that's that's nice when they do that but then we had lambo which was his nephew and at seven months uh, seven weeks he looked awesome he looked inc- he looked perfect but, but very tiny at seven weeks i mean then when he grew when by the time he was seven months old he looked, he looked, um, let's say, terrible. Okay, he looked very. He yeah, wasn't. Yeah, the, the, uh, the uglies, yes. 
yeah, he was in the Uglies big time. And um, then when he got to about a year and a half, he seemed to revert back to that same uh, structure at, that he was at seven weeks, even though he's, you know, at, at the same proportions, but, you know, 55 pounds instead of five pounds or whatever. So in that case, I was like, wow, that he really turned out similar to what he was at seven weeks. Um, do you see that? As, is that a general rule that they tend to do that? or is it Okay, let me here? give you a good example. <laughs> uh, I sold a puppy, a bitch puppy, to mm-hmm. June Michael. Okay. She won a show bitch. I had finished her mail for her. Now, she didn't buy the bitch to breed to the male. Mm-hmm. She bought the bitch because she wanted a bitch. She didn't want another two males in the house. Mm-hmm. So at I think the bitch was 12 weeks old when I sold her. Mm-hmm. Very nice bitch. Tail set was a little high. Her tail was a little, you know, just a little high. It was mm-hmm. set properly, but it came out too much. So I thought she was really a heck of a nice-looking bitch. So I sold it to her, and she brought the the bitch to a show to see the owners of the stud dog that I used. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that bitch, I went running up to her, and I said, Oh, my God, why did you bring her here looking like that? She <laughs> had to be the ugliest-looking bulldog I've ever seen. <laughs> How old was she then? Seven months. Okay. And I said, please, get her up. And she's taking her around and showing her to all these people sitting there. And some of them were judges. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. They're going to think I really took this woman's money. Right, right. Well, that happened to be her champion, bitch. Because when she got through those uglies, it all did come back. Okay. Uh, The owner of the stud dog said, in my line... The heads do this and this. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had one ugly head. She had beautiful movement, but mm-hmm. one ugly head to where I was absolutely embarrassed. Right. I mean, I just wanted her to disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is straight honesty. You know, I don't pull any punches on that. Yep. Well, Chelsea finished her championship by going best of opposite and beating a champion bitch. So a very nice champion bitch. Mm-hmm. So yes, this can, this can happen. There are times when they never come back. I think that's rare. Okay. Good to know. I have a male pup here now out of our Lambo and out of a Bentley daughter. And at, at five, six weeks old, looked awesome. And now, it looks okay now. He's probably about... 11 or 12 weeks old, 13 weeks old maybe. Um but he's not he's not proportion he's not he's not the right proportions that he should be. He's a little tallish. Not not too bad yet. Um he lost his pear shape right now, so his butt got wide, I guess you could say, and his front didn't get wide yet. Um he's nice and straight in the front. He has good movement and stuff like that still, but he's not if I would see him now and not have seen him when he was younger, he's still very young, but like half his life ago, if I wouldn't have seen him now, I would think he's nothing special right now. But I did think he was something very special when he was uh, six, seven weeks old. So, Just like Higgins, um, the breeder who had bred many a champion, he had almost solid red pedigrees, thought he was an okay dog. Mm-hmm. Higgins said his top weight was 53 pounds. 
for a male that was almost half a dog. Okay. <laughs> you know, he was so short-backed. Yeah. Um, he was just different. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of the lineup at, at the Nationals, and he did it. You'd see nice, nice, and then too short. Mm-hmm. But yet, I put many and many back-to-back group ones on that dog. Because what he had when he matured filled out more. Yeah. And his excellent movement never changed. He also had an air about him when I saw him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just an arrogant little fella. Yeah. You can't put a lot of that personality and enthusiasm in the pups. Mm-hmm. Somebody might be able to. I've never seen it happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any advice for someone looking to start showing bulldogs? Yes. Set yourself up to know that you're going to hear a lot of negative things, unfortunately. You know, at the show where you saw the video, um, the gal was told that her special needed weight. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, my God, you know what's happening, don't you? If they can make you feel bad about your dog going into the ring, they'll beat you. Absolutely. My answer would have been, oh, thanks for the information. I'll work on it. You have to not react to the negative things people say. And so what if your dog doesn't turn out to be a show dog? You can do obedience with them. They make great obedience dogs. You know, Tiger Lil, the Wagners gave to me because she was so hyper uh-huh. Uh, if you went to pet her, she'd fall on her back and her legs would go 90 miles an hour, so they couldn't get her in the ring. So I put 22 hours work on her, and she got her CD in four straight shows. That's faster than the working dogs that I was showing. Oh, wow. And at the age of 10, she continued to, to work all hand signals. That's great. So, And a month after she got her CD... Mm-hmm. She finished her breed championship. That's awesome. She's also went best of breed over my national winner, Higgins. Uh-huh. So I think you have to form a bond with your dog. You have to have confidence. Don't let anybody put a cloud over your head. Okay. Great advice. Listen if- to what people say. My first seven years in Bulldogs, it took me seven years before I bred my first litter. Because I wanted to learn everything I need to know or thought I need to know about this breed. Mm-hmm. And it was a real awakening. So I traveled to all these shows, and I used to go to 130 shows a year. Mm-hmm. So I'd be home long enough to wash my clothes and repack them and off again. Mm-hmm. We used to sit around at the end of the shows, and the breeders would talk. Mm-hmm. And they would share things about their line and what was going on with their dogs and you know, they did this breeding. That's no more. Now people sit around and bash the winners. Yeah. That's absolutely terrible. Yeah. And I had a tough when I entered Bulldogs because I was a professional handler from other breeds. Mm-hmm. And that was almost unheard of to have a professional handler in Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. It was like, who do you think you are? Well, I showed them. I'm still here. Yep. I thought I thought you were 
Bulldogs all, all along, you know, for as long as I've been in them. Um, oh, I've you, you, finished dogs in all seven AKC groups. Yep. Yeah, well, I've seen the pictures. I have most of your pictures here, actually. <laughs> There's quite a few of them, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, okay. Uh, My point is, when Jean Friday taught me, she always said, and and the other breeders I've worked with and the other breeds that I've met, always pay it forward. Always help the new person. If you're not going to help them, don't stand there and laugh at them when they make a mistake. And I've always tried to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I consider myself very pushy at times because even if I'm in the ring with a competitor, I'll tell them, hey, fix your dog's front, the judge is coming. That's not costing me anything. It's the judge that makes the final decision. And why should I make that new person look bad? Right. I don't think there's enough of that going on. Mm-hmm. There's so much knowledge out there, and nobody wants to share it. Yeah. And I hope when my time's over, I'll be known for trying to help people. So if someone sees you at a show and you're busy grooming dogs because bulldogs go on, like, first thing in the show, that's not always the best time to come up to you and bug you, because I know I've done that, and it's like there's no time, you're you're busy. But um, after the show... um, I don't uh, think I've ever turned anybody down that's one to ask me questions. Okay, great. So you see Nancy at a show... um, don't, don't bother me before I go in the ring. <laughs> yep. But uh, definitely introduce yourself to Nancy, and uh, she'll uh, she'll definitely uh, make you feel uh, welcome and uh, give you give you some help there. Uh, are there are there any people that you think I should definitely interview uh, on the podcast, and if so, who, and uh, and why should I interview them? So I can just try to build up my list so I have someone to say, well, Nancy said I should interview you, and then uh, that'll get me uh, get me another interview or two. Well, first of all, uh, it was such a great moment for me when I won the Nationals with Pilar, and I believe in 96 years of the PCA, it never, had never been done before. I would interview Jeannie Zalude. Of course, Bertie Newbill put up Pilar when she was just six months old, uh, I was up showing dogs again, and the Wagners asked me, well, Beverly asked me if I could take, um, oh, my God, Arthur back in the ring that he had just went, um, he won his puppy class with Pilar, and I said, sure. So I go up to take Arthur in the ring, and I'm standing there, and Neil Wagner says to me, what are you doing? And I said, Bev asked me to show Arthur. Oh, B.S., no way. I want that trophy. You know, he had won it twice before. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, oh, my God. Buster Wilson was there presenting it. So he said, here, take her. I said, okay, but I'm going to beat you. <laughs> well, I took Pilar in and went best to breed over his father, Arthur, over her uh-huh. father. Uh-huh. So, and plus, I had changed my clothes from a skirt and all and put jeans on because it was a nasty day. So 
so I won the specialty, like I said, going best of breed over her father and a couple other champions, and that was her start. So when Pilar was at the Nationals and she was nursing that puppy, the mm -hmm. first judge that put her up was Bertie Newbill. The second judge was Jeannie Zalud. So Pilar's puppy mm -hmm. became BJ, Bertie Jean. Okay. <laughs> which I thought was... They, they honored the two judges that recognized her quality. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll get you. I'll get her information from you after the interview, uh, and then. Uh, well, you can get that from the BCA directory. Okay. Okay. Because that's how I'd have to look it up. Okay. Great. Anybody else that I should interview? Yes. When I was doing sweeps for. Westchester, uh, a gentleman introduced himself to me named uh, C. Westfield, Chuck Westfield. So I thought a minute, and I thought he looked familiar, and I said, wait a minute, are you Charlie Westfield's son? And he said, yes. So we stood there and talked, and he said, you did an excellent job uh, with your judging, and I could follow everything you did. And Carl Gomez was stewarding for me, Mm -hmm. And he gave me a lot of very nice compliments on my judging. So, um, Charlie Westfield's son, Chuck Westfield, would mm -hmm. know a lot about his father since he grew up there, was introduced into the world of dogs. He produced many a nice dog. Um, Chuck Westfield became a junior handler. He's now a veterinarian. I think he would be somebody very interesting to find out the ins and outs of, you know, his father's judging. Okay. And his dogs. All righty. Very good. I'll let you give me another one if you have one. If not, then we'll move on. We're just about done. <laughs> uh, I would have to say Caroline Miller. Okay. Their dog, Titus, had such an impact on bulldog pedigrees. Okay. So maybe getting their, her thoughts on her breeding program, mm -hmm. uh, what she looks for in a dog, or what she looks for in a bitch to breed to one of her dogs, they're still very successful people. Mm -hmm. All right. Will do. And... uh uh Another question, uh, what's what's a major struggle that you see in the Bulldog community and any ideas on what can be done to remedy it? So, yes. not really. Go ahead. Stop the ringside bashing of other people's dogs. Okay. Stop. Sports. Sportsmanship, yes. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't walk up to, and I guess maybe I shouldn't say this, people will say, oh, my God, she's a bad sport. But I'm very upfront, very straightforward and honest. At least I think so. Mm -hmm. I never walk up and shake somebody's hand that beat me with a lesser dog. I've been around long enough to know a lesser dog. Mm -hmm. I will smile and say, nice win. But I just can't congratulate them. Mm -hmm. I truly can't. I mm -hmm. think that's being two-faced, mm -hmm. not honest. That's just my thoughts. Mm -hmm. 
but I've also been outside the ring and walked over and congratulated somebody I'm not even competing against because of what an excellent dog they had and what a great job they did. Mm-hmm. I just can't be one of those people that talk about you now and, and then walk up and slap you on the back. Yeah. I think there's not enough honesty going on out there. Yeah. I think we see a lot of that in this world today. Yes, but, uh, that's sad. That's yep. really sad. Yeah. We now, should be helping new people. You know, we're all not going to live forever. Yeah. And the sport's going to go to hell in a handbasket if all this stuff keeps up. Now I, I have to... out and bred to the biggest winner either. I breed to the right dog for my bitch. Yep. Period. All right. Um, now I have to ask you this question. I just thought of this one. What do you enjoy about dog shows? What do I enjoy? It's relaxing. Uh, the competition. Mm-hmm. I'm a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. I love. I have a sense of pride about taking the dog that. Nobody else could show and winning with it. I have a sense of pride about teaching the new people. Because mm-hmm. I can always sit there. I mean, some of my students were, they're real hard cases. Mm-hmm. Many a student walked out of my classes in tears. But you know what? A lot of them now are AKC judges. Uh, one is a very well-known handler. I just don't have the time to play around. If you want to learn, be honest, be upright, tell me. I really want to learn. Mm-hmm. Don't just say I'd maybe like to learn to do this. I, at my age now, I don't have time for maybes. Mm-hmm. I just love doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I love the reaction when I tell somebody, this is what you do today. You know, change it and do that. And they come back tomorrow and win and say, oh, my God, thank you. That's what fulfills me. Yeah, I know there was times when you would have my dogs in the ring and my heart was just pounding like crazy. I was so nervous, you know, hoping that, you know, that that you guys would win, you know, and it just would be like nerve-wracking. And we didn't win every time. And, yeah, that would suck, but it was okay. You know, because mm-hmm. we, we gave it a good shot, and there's always the next show. And um, and I also remember, uh, we just talked about this the other day, when uh, you were showing uh, down at, at the Capitol uh, Club show, I think it was. It was a late Friday night, and I get a call after midnight, I think it was, that, uh, <laughs> that uh, I think uh, my junie had won uh, Best of Opposite, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you were ecstatic to call me and let me know this, and I was happy to be woken up uh, with the good news. But uh, it's uh, it was great. So yeah, and I it's been uh, it's been wonderful. Uh, you know, having well that was that win was special. It was under an English judge. That's right. Yep. So that's why after the excitement calmed down and I calmed down. Mm-hmm. Then I felt I could call you, but I couldn't hold it until morning. Yep. No, that was fine. Yeah, no, you've really, you've really, uh, uh, you know, shown me what, you know, what to do, how to, 
how to get a dog ready for the shows. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, and I love it how you would tell me that, you know, we're going to skip this show because uh, your your type of dog, you know, doesn't do well under this judge. So instead of wasting my time and my money, um, right. you'll be honest with me and just, you know, that, that's one, one less loss I have type of thing, you know, and uh, it's always been wonderful. And, you know, knowing you, seeing the uh, grooming that you've done, and uh, we're going to have a, Hopefully, a good announcement soon on Bullynet about a uh, special grooming section on there soon. Um, but uh, now it's just been invaluable with uh, so many people learning from you how to groom a dog, how to take care of this part, how to feather in uh, this line or whatever, and you know the muzzle, uh, just the whole nine yards there. So it's just been wonderful. And uh, any uh, parting words for the the interview? Or word of advice, quick, or... Well, I remember when Greg Strong started showing a bulldog. Now, he's a very well-known handler. Um, the first thing I did when I saw Greg with the dog was go over to his setup and ask him if I could show him how to groom the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was my competitor. Mm-hmm. But why should, again, I make him look foolish not showing that dog well? Please, yeah. never stop sharing. Yep. Okay, I agree. I think that's that's a, a good parting piece of advice there. Yeah, be honest with your clients if you're handling for someone. You know me, mm-hmm. I don't just take a dog out there to fill up a spot or to make the money on the handling fees. Yep. You know, I don't have millionaire clients. <laughs> I try to do everything the most economical way possible. And I try to be honest with them like I did with you. Yeah. I didn't want to go to that show because I knew I didn't have a snowball shot of mm-hmm. getting anything under that judge. A lot of times, bulldog people show their breed and pack up as soon as they walk out of the ring and go home. Mm-hmm. Look at the other judges that are there. Sooner or later, maybe one of those judges will be judging your dog. Get your face known. Yeah. Learn okay. from people that's out there. Awesome. Great, Nancy. Well, I appreciate you helping me with this uh, first interview here. It's uh, It's been a great ride with you so far. I hope we have many more. Uh, bring you back on in a future interview when I have this down pat, hopefully, and uh, or maybe it'll sound better, or maybe we'll do it in person even this next time. So, uh I want to thank you very much, Nancy. And oh, you're quite welcome. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. For the latest information, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And we'd love for you to give us your honest uh, feedback and a five-star review on iTunes to help get this information out to other people who are interested in Bulldogs and the Bulldog community and just might not know where we're at by giving us those, that feedback. Um, will help us in the rankings on Apple and uh, help get the information out there for other people to find. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll be back with another episode, and we'd love your feedback. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Bulldog Interviews on BullyNet with your host, Dave Kaufman.